there's this, there's this, there's this sense of joy that I usually feel whenever I come here. Like, honest, very happy. It puts me in a very relaxed mood. Although, what you're about to discuss is something that should normally give you an adrenaline rush. But it usually puts me in a relaxed mood. But this is, this, this is the beauty of football. And for people like us, it's always a joy to be here. Kolumi, what's up? How are you doing now? Good afternoon, Adam. I'm very well, thanks. I'm really fired up for today. I'm really fired up. Before, before we proceed, before we proceed, let me ask you. Are you now a Man U? Are you back to Man U or are you still Bayern? I never left United. See, I just decided to go on vacation to Munich. Just, okay, let me go mm. enjoy the view, you know, enjoy the mm. goal. But, mm. you know, my home is still in Manchester. It's like going on vacation. You don't, you don't, okay. you don't say because you're on vacation to London. You are now a citizen of UK. Okay. Why I'm asking Balumi this question? Uh, a few days ago, I'm guessing about nine, ten days ago, if I'm accurate in my accountant, Balumi, I still have the screenshots, so I would, I would proceed, I'll proceed for whoever is interested in finding out or whoever is interested in knowing that. Balumi, I the same, but now they are beating Liverpool and now saying you only went to vacation to Bayern Munich. So before we get to Man U, which was the last game of the game week, let's start from the beginning of what happened. Tottenham versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. Very first game of the game week. Although I expected a low-key game, it was it was not bad. Wolves had chances, they just could not score. They tried their best, it just it was just not enough for them to best score. That's what I put it for Wolverhampton Wanderers. Tottenham won that game by just one goal to nothing. Thanks to, of course, world number one, number ten for them, number ten, their 30-year-old striker Harry Kane. He scored the only goal in that game. Tottenham won that game by one goal to nothing. That goal alone broke three different records in Tottenham's history. It was the 1,000th goal that Tottenham Hotspur scored at their home ground. It was Harry Kane himself scoring goal number 186, previously breaking Sergio Aguero's 185 goals for most goals for a single club. The third one, ah, also quite interesting, but it was, quite, it, was, it was quite a very exciting game, actually. What was that chances? Matthews Nunez, the new signing, came in. He did very well. He had a couple of chances. Loris was up to the task. The ones that were not exactly for Loris to be up who ended up outside the area. Unfortunately for Wolverhampton Wanderers, they still have, they still do not win that game. Away from that one, a very, very exciting start. And I mean, very fast start to that game. Crystal Palace against Aston Villa. Within the first seven minutes, there were two goals in the back of the net. Or at the end of the day, Emiliano Martinez saved the penalty, but Aston Villa still lost that game by three goals to one. Thanks to Wilfred Zaha, getting on the goals and others. You look away from that one, Everton against Nottingham Forest. I, I find this one... Follow me, let me even put this one to you. Everton against Forest, how was it for you? I, you know, the thing is, I expected Forest to win. I was really disgusted that Forest didn't win. Because for me, I've written off Everton this season. Like, I've written off that club. Like, those people should just keep losing, you know. But I think the problem with Forest was inability to get goals. Inability to, to get goals. That's what, that's what finished them. On the day, mm. uh, to be honest, they, exa- they did not exactly play the same way. They did not exactly the same way they played against West Ham United in the in the in the, in the second round, which I found quite interesting. Honestly, they did not play the same way. It was I, I feel like they lost. Maybe they dropped a little intensity. And also something something worth noting is that it took I think about less than five minutes between the time Nottingham Forest got their goal and the time for Everton to respond. Which actually puts me, which actually brings me to this question. Richard, let me put this to you. Why exactly did 
Everton has to go down first. Was it? Do you think maybe they were waiting, or maybe they were like a sleeping dog that had to be woken up, or do you think they were just lucky in that case? I think the issue is, firstly, Everton were lucky. Secondly, I felt like it felt like gambling on them that ah, for them to lose to a newly promoted team. That was why they felt like, okay, you know what? Let's just rescue something. Even if it's a point, let's just take something out of this game. Oh, okay. Richard, are you with us? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I, okay, let me let me put you on the next game. Fulham against Brentford. A weekend of fast goals. I'm not just even I'm not just even in England because this one also had a very fast start. Fulham were up within the first within the first I think 44 seconds or so. It took for Fulham that Fulham took a two-goal lead. Brentford did what they did in game week one by coming from two goals down. Then all of a sudden it was looking like okay, they were going to rescue a point, and all of a sudden in the last minute, Alexander Mitrovic snatched away from them. A clash of two London clubs who are who are relatively newcomers. How exactly was that one for you? Fulham three, Brentford two. Um, I'm going by what we saw in the first game for Fulham against Liverpool. You can see that the Fulham team has this coercion, this, let's say, this bond, this togetherness, and this never say die attitude. That goes for that goes. That's the same for the Brentford side too. We saw them in their game against Leicester, and we saw them wipe um, whitewash a shitty Manchester United side the previous game. Mm. So it was sad for them to. Attempt to come back and then still fall behind Rebinchovic goal. But all you know, in, in that in that game, Ivan I think Ivan had about two goals disallowed. Although he got, although his name ended up on the score sheet, but yeah, he also had about one or two goals disallowed in that game, which yeah, which yeah. I think Tony, is, a, is a show of spirit, if you ask me. Tony actually, I don't know. Last season, I think he had about fifteen goals disallowed in the league last season, and this season, I think he's already up at four or five. So I don't know. Maybe they should try to. Walk, walk towards keeping that, um, keeping the behind the defensive line. Mm. Well, away from that one, Leicester won Southampton two. For those of you who are asking, Leicester two. Second half, James Madison, very, very, very beautiful free kick as always from the from the young. Leicester two, which which is something I also want to address. What exactly is happening with Leicester City? Che Adams. Two beautiful goals. Actually, one of them was an own goal. He hit him just right on the line. Then she had him something, something, something quite extraordinary. A very beautiful cross, well-taken cross from James Ward-Prowse, and she had him was, was just right on there to just get back of the net. And personally, after watching Leicester for three games, I can tell you categorically that Daniel Ward that they are keeping in goal is not a solution to Leicester's goal-keeping problems. We've seen Casper Schmeichel over the years. And pull out some very very incredible saves. But right now, I have seen Leicester three games, and I would not lie to anybody. Leicester need help. Leicester need prayer. They need a goalkeeper going on in their team. That's 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 how I leave it. Arsenal, well, it was nothing extraordinary. Arsenal won against Bournemouth by three goals to nothing. The only thing that was surprising was the fact that Gabriel Jesus did not get on the goal scorers list. Martin Odegaard twice, and what a finish from the from the centre back William Saliba. You you just have to say what a finish. From William Saliba right there. Away from that one on Sunday. <laughs> ah, let me let me go with other games first before I come back to this. West Ham United zero, Brighton and them two goals. Hilo Kerr, their new signing, West Ham's new signing for centre back, gave away first 25 minutes of his of his Premier League debut. Quite sad. He fouled Daniel Welbeck right on the line of the 18 and he was adjourned the penalty. 
very very calm conversion from uh, I, I think Pascal Gross. Uh, just just for confirmation, yes, the penalty was converted by Alexis McAllister. Leandro Trossard scored the second one in the second six minutes. Away from that one, Newcastle did something quite interesting. Manchester City took the lead already. One goal to nothing thanks to Ukai Gondwan in the six minutes. Then it was looking like one. Of course, at that point we were, we were thinking City were going to roll over them. Then something extraordinary happened. The plot twist came in. There was an equalizer from there was an equalizer from Bruno Guimaraes. There was Miguel Almiron on the score sheet. Sorry, pardon me. There was an equalizer from from uh, from Miguel Almiron in the 28th minute. Anyway, from that one, Callum Wilson scored a second goal for Newcastle just before halftime. Then early in the second half, in the 53rd, in the 54th minute. Again, this is wonderful, and another wonderful free kick was scored with Kieran Trippier. And it was looking like City were all done and dusted, but no, 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 no. They came back and they said, We are champions, we, fought, we will fight like champions, we will do what it takes to get it done here. Beautiful game of football. Ellen Haaland in the 60th minute, and Bernardo Silva completed the goal scoring in the 64th minute. Beautiful game of football ended 3 3. City could have won that game, but we have to say, In fact, let me, let me put this to you. How was Kevin De Bruyne for you in that game? How was Kevin De Bruyne? Um, to be honest, he wasn't um, top class to me. I just saw him do a lot of basic things, except the pass that made the third goal, the pass for Bernardo Silva. It was just a struggle, actually, to find enough play space and time to execute the plays he had in his head. But all in all, it came out standard well for them, and... As always, God deployed it on the side. Um, Adam, can you? Add yes. Um, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm working on that already. I think let's just get through the review. Final game of the weekend. Before we get to the final game of the weekend, let's talk about Leeds United against Chelsea. Three goals to nothing that game ended. It was a beautiful game of football. Let's 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 look at it from from uh from from the Leeds angle. What exactly did Leeds do right? Um. They showed spirit and class. Obviously, I've been saying this for a while. I've seen this for a while. That Chelsea side is bang average. I've been saying it. And they need a whole lot of players to step up. But Leeds took advantage of a Mendy Aula, another Mendy Aula. I think they should be the fifth or the sixth one since they joined. <laughs> and they, I don't know. People don't talk about how terrible he is often enough. But was, it your, but was that game only? Pardon me, let me let me let's talk about this one. Was that game just down to Mendy's mistake, or do you think everything just went wrong for Chelsea? Um, let me, let me conclude on this story, please. About okay. um, leads about the blame being on Mendy, it's similar to what happened against Brentford with Manchester United. The keeper makes a, a early outlaw and everything just goes south from there. That's what happened. And leads had the fire in them, just the way Brentford had against Manchester United, and they just went for the slaughter. Rodrigo perfect, Arisim perfect, and everything just seemed to fall in place for um, mm. this match side. Well, me, well, me, let's 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 go over this game one more time. What exactly went wrong for Chelsea? I I saw I saw the game. I saw the game. I think you know from what I saw, Leeds seemed up for the fight for minute one. Leeds were hurrying down Chelsea. They were winning the second balls. They were pressing. They were not scared to go at Chelsea. They were not scared to go at Chelsea. You know, it was due, it was their constant pressing that led to that led to this guy's mistake. Um, um Edward you, Mendy. 
Edward Mendy's mistake before then. And then I feel like from the first goal, you know, as Richard said, the fact that it was a goalkeeper mistake, it just seemed to affect the morale of that team. I, I didn't see Chelsea build up any good attacks. Then from there, not long after again, a well-delivered free kick is 2-0. And then from 2-0, uh, those Chelsea players don't look like they have the, the, the spirit to fight back from 2-0. To, to even make you to even make you worse and round up this 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 part of the of the of the of the recording, it, um just to put it out there, Kalidou Kolibali got a red card in the second half, two yellow cards. The first one I would say unnecessary, a very very unnecessary pull in the first half on um, Adam. 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 Yes, go ahead, follow me. I saw I saw the first yellow card and then I'm like, is this is this what Chelsea fans were really hailing? I mean. <laughs> I, I, did, I, I didn't. That's exactly why I deemed it unnecessary. It was very unnecessary. He didn't. He was, he was, he could have really just run back and caught up with him at the end of the day. But the thing is, there's a way you could have fouled him here that you know I've gotten a yellow card, and then he would have still given away a foul, even if you know that okay, maybe you can't catch up with him. But pulling the guy's head, I mean, <laughs> even if he's the one that is going to give himself a yellow card for that stupidity. All right, all right. Thank you very much. On that note, we'll be back to talk about the big one that happened on Monday night. Stay tuned to right back. <sighs> now it's time to discuss of the game week four. Brothers like Balumi, the Manchester United fan who. Who, who took a break? I'm put, I'm doing this in echoes now. But let me take a break from Manchester United. Well, he's saying he's back now. So, so it's 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 quite interesting actually. I I quite fancied the game. It was a very fast-paced game of football. If you are still wondering what I'm talking about, I'm telling you about Monday night football. Manchester United two, Liverpool one. Last on our last episode, I remember Damola saying that um Damola using the exact word saying one of them would have to break a streak. And at the end of the day, yes, one of them ended up breaking a streak. Manchester United got their first points on the board. Liverpool's first results that did not end in a draw this season. And because of the special occasion that it is, we have a Liverpool, a Liverpool fan amongst, amidst us to discuss what exactly is going on. Because it, it's quite alarming at this point. For Manchester United fans, believe me, I know you just want to be happy and celebrate yourself, but I'll give you a few seconds to go ahead first. How do you feel right now? <sighs> It feels good, honestly speaking. I mean, to start the season against Liverpool feels good. When I mean start the season, I mean like literally, not figuratively, because the season started like three game weeks ago. But you know, mm-hmm. we have not won any game before Liverpool. So for you to do it against your arch rivals in a game that Liverpool also needed to start, Liverpool to drawing against Fulham and um, and uh, second team, yeah, Crystal Palace is below standards for them. So for them to they wanted to start that game, they wanted to start their season against United. But well, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, what me, I follow me. Let's keep the energy at the hundred. Now let's talk about let's let's look at it from the Liverpool end of things. Gerald, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's it's a pleasure to have you with us. Now I want you to speak. Okay. I want you to talk to us from the oh, from the Anfield side of things. Let me start with first of all. What exactly is wrong with Liverpool? Three games, no wins, two draws, two points on board. It's not, it's not exactly Liverpool-like. What's going on? 
Exactly, exactly. If you ask me, I will say I'm, I'm as confident as the club is because from the first um, three games, he's been confused. And um, you can't really place your hand on what he's really won because from the game against Fulham, we expected Liverpool to win the game convincingly and it didn't turn out that way. At the point, we are fighting to get the draw against the promoted Fulham. And then we felt, okay, Maybe we'll get, get it right in the next game against Palace. And then we had a similar problem. And then to make matters worse, against the, let's say, a dead Manchester United side, ah. that back of losing to Brighton and Hoover Albion, they are trashed Blood four goals Brentford, yeah. by Brentford. You expect a Liverpool side to, to get a good. And then, to my greatest surprise, we, we lost to United. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Some people will say it's the sale of Sadio Mane. Um, which I, 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 I am part of some people. I am part of those people. Okay, okay. You know, I feel, yes, Liverpool missed Sadio Mane, you get. Mm. He, he, he has been a, a big player for the club. At least now that he's not there, it's obvious to everyone that... Mane has been the engine of that Liverpool team. And um, we miss him, yes. But I don't think the absence of Mane is the entire problem of Liverpool Football Club. The signs we are there. Okay, the think, okay, for example, sorry, Gerard, let me cut you in a little bit. Now, let's okay, look okay. at, let's look at, away, away from Mane, let's talk about the injuries. It is game week three. And if I am not mistaken... There is a list of about eight to ten players already who are in yeah. the Liverpool infirmary. It is too early in the season to start racking up that amount of injuries. World Cup is nearby. What is going on? The you know, I, was about saying that, I was about saying that are the signs we are there towards the end of last season. And mm. I blame Klopp for that. He he puts up almost the same team in every game, week in, week out, even during the midweek games. I mean. If Liverpool are to play a game today, you can easily predict the lineup. And when you play the same set of players every week, even during the midweek games, these guys will burn out. Fatigue will set so are you, in. So are you, are you pointing that maybe Liverpool have a squad depth issue? I feel they do. I, they do to an extent because when you keep having injuries like this, it simply means that the players are being overworked. I mean, right now we have Matip, Konate, Thiago, Keita, Jota. I mean, key players out injured. Mm. And it's, it's, it's this, is game, this is just game with three of the season. I mean, Carlin Cup started yesterday, last night. Yes. The Champions League will start September 6th. I mean, by the time the competitions kick off, I mean, you can imagine the kind of problem Liverpool find themselves in. Mm. Well, until then, until then. Okay, follow me. In fact, in fact, me, before you go ahead, follow me, let me let me let me put this up for discussion. There was one particular moment in this previous game between United and Liverpool that stood out to every football fan. You don't even need to be an analyst in this case to actually go ahead with this with this particular scenario. That okay. first goal that Jaden Sancho scored. What in fact, Richard, let me Richard, let me start from you. What exactly was Virgil van Dijk? And in fact, I understand that okay, a lot of people came out and said, I've had people come out and say if a large majority started with Van Dyke could have done better. I am part of the people that says Van Dyke could have done better. 
I have seen also a small fraction of people, a handful of them, that also say Van Dyke did what he could do. Richard, where do you stand? Um, actually, Van Dyke did what he could do, which is nothing. He's bang average. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm serious. I don't know how they managed to steal that fraud and try to make it seem as if it was better than um, Terry or Vidic or Ferdinand or even Tony Adams. I'm pretty sure um, if if he played in the time, they probably make he said Van Dyke, Van Dyke. <laughs> that goal was something that that he could have easily thrown his body sideways, either ways. I don't know what he was doing with his hand, whether he would decide to go ice skating or something. He put his hand behind <laughs> and was, ah, it was that's, embarrassing. That's... But I was not surprised because against Fulham, he did something similar, but he got away with it. I told you at the beginning of the season that Liverpool would Gerald, I I was listening to your voice. Sorry, thank you, um, yes. Richard. Gerald, let me come to you and let's let's okay. use that one to okay. wrap up on this on this review section before we go into the next game. The, the thing okay. Is, okay, now for example, I was listening to your compl- I was listening to a section of your complaint two minutes recording properly. Calling me okay. of something, and in your words, you said Van Dyke has been found out. Can you like expand shit? What exactly? What exactly? You, so yeah, are you trying to say maybe something like Van Dyke was maybe at a point good enough, or maybe like Richard said? Let me now use this word. In Richard's words, now he frauded his way into the team. Okay, let me let me comment. Um, Liverpool fan, I've already said it. Those that know me, Van Dyke is not a bad defender, quite alright, but I feel he's been overhyped to an extent. And um, I feel he's been found out because he's this player that he likes to take the back seats and allow the other defenders to do the dirty work for him. You know, he sits back. But, there. Over, but over the years, but sorry, but over the years, we've seen a, a defensive pairing of one ball playing defender and the other one who actually gets to do the actual dirty. You look for example, yeah. go back in time. You look at the Ramos Varan kind of partnership. You want, of course, diving into the tackles and everything. Van Dyke is yes. the one cleaning up the mess and all that. You go back away from that one, you look at maybe in the days of PK and Puyo. We knew Puyo was the one actually getting his jersey stained and all that. But don't yes. you think maybe that was the same thing with Van Dyke and maybe the likes of Matip? And maybe, do you, are you saying maybe he needs just that one person? Because Nate Phillips is maybe not experienced enough to get his jersey dirty and do the dirty work for him, like the likes of um, Matip, Konate would have done. Okay, like I was saying, when he was paired alongside Matip or Konate, those guys were not afraid of going into tackles. You get, they put their body on the line to get the job done. Why he just sits back to mop up what is left? You get, but now in the absence of a, a Joe Matip and a Konate, he's left with um, Gomez and Nat Phillips. Now these guys are not experienced and rugged as the other guys. You get, and um. It's up to him as a defender. When you notice that your partner is not doing the needful. I mean, look at um, Varane against Liverpool. He was the one leading the defence for United, quite all right. Mm. But he didn't shy away from making those tackles and blocks. I mean, at a point in the game, you notice that James Mina was furious at him for that goal. I mean, Mina was beaten. He was left for dead. And he expected his centre-back to cover up for him. 
He didn't do that. He failed in his duties. I mean, after the game, he was roasted online. Like, a lot of people said he kept doing this all that defending. I mean, you stand there, being afraid to be dribbled, don't want to have a shirt stained. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And he, he has to do something about it because if he keeps doing that, the team will struggle. The team will struggle, honestly. Let's 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 wrap up the review totally. Just to now, I think it's game week three now. We can start looking at some statistics and proper. I think the statistics are started settling in because, for example, on the goal scorers list, we have a surprise entry at the top. I mean, can it sustain it for long is another question. But so far, so far, so good. Rodrigo Moreno of, Le- of Leeds United is on top of the goal scorers with four goals. Edin Haaland, Alexander Mitrovic, Wilfred Zaha are joint second with three goals. And there's a long list of two goals, Shea Adams, Josh Da Silva, Gabriel Jesus, and the likes. On the yes. assist chart, there's Gabriel Jesus, Kevin De Bruyne with three assists. Jack Harrison, Matthias, oh, Jack Harrison also has three assists. Matthias Jensen, Ivan Perisic. That one actually is quite surprising. If I'm not mistaken, he has played the most minutes, he has played the least amount of minutes amongst these top guys, amongst these top guys. And he has two yes. assists. For, yes. teams, for, teams, for teams and goal scores this season, Arsenal and Manchester City, nine goal scores. In three games, that's an average of three per game. Quite impressive. Brentford, surprisingly, are second with eight goals to their name in three matches. Leeds United, Tottenham Hotspur have seven goals. And for the saves, we look at names like, for example, on, on, on the saves list, for, for, for the goalkeepers with the most saves this season, Dean Henderson, I would not, I would not exactly sound that surprising. We've seen him over the three games, and United fans, I think they are still biting themselves in the mouth with, with, with loaning him out over the higher because right now they are not exactly enjoying David De Gea. So, the Anderson top of the saves list with 18 saves, David Raya is second with 13, Nick Pope is third with 12 saves. On the table, on the league table, I can tell you, which I can tell you something else that's quite surprising. After three matches played, after three rounds of games played, only one team still has a perfect record of nine points. Out of nine, that is Arsenal. Manchester City are second. Leeds United also second. Tottenham Hotspurs and Brighton and Liverpool also joined second. Although Manchester City are second on goal difference, Leeds United third. Tottenham Hotspurs fourth. Brighton and Liverpool fifth. All with seven points to their name. Newcastle and Fulham have five points, six and seven respectively. On the flip side of the table, West Ham United remain the only team after three games not to pick up a point on the board. Leicester City are ninth. Leicester City are nineteenth with one point. Wolverhampton Wanderers are eighteenth with one point. Everton seventeenth with one point. Liverpool sixteenth with two points. Bournemouth fifteenth with three points. Manchester United are also fourteenth with three points. Notable mentions: Chelsea are twelfth with just four points on the board after three games played. Gentlemen, let us now go into what is going to come in game week four. In fact, before before we round before we round up quickly, I think just to just to wrap it up, Balumi, did you make any FPL mistake this weekend, this past weekend? And uh, nah, I could say um, Odegaard. I had Odegaard from game week one, game week two, then game week three was coming. I saw Odegaard for Martinelli, okay, that's star cool, boy, and then. Well, Odegaard for two. Martinelli could only muster an assist or something. I, I, really I sold Bren- I, I, apart from that one, I sold Brennan Johnson, the Nottingham Forest striker, who also scored for a Brian Buemo. So I lost on, on, on two fronts. Richard, any FPL, any FPL regret? Yeah, I benched Melly for Ward. Ah. Yes, Bele? yes, yes. Adam. Yes. 
I bench mainly for for this guy, Ederson. <laughs> well, Ederson and Alison, they've been the same team this season. So, you know, I sold, yeah, I actually sold Alison for Ederson. Hmm. I actually sold Alison for Ederson before the game week. So, hmm. when when Ederson considered three, I told myself Alison must consider big because I cannot be made to look like he You didn't want to feel bad. You didn't want to feel bad. And luckily, yeah. you, you considered two as well. So. Uh, of course. Well, let's 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 now start from Saturday. Let me just read out the pictures first. Saturday afternoon, early kickoff. Southampton at the same areas host the Giants at the, the big boys, the happy ones at the moment, Manchester United. 3 p.m. kickoff is Go Rush. It's Go Rush. It's, it's Go Rush by 3 p.m. Brentford against Everton. Brighton and Albion against Leeds United. Chelsea against Leicester. Very tricky fixture. Liverpool against Bournemouth. Manchester City against Crystal Palace. Another tricky fixture. All those games are 3 p.m. on Saturday. 5.30 p.m. on Saturday to wrap up, we have Arsenal against Fulham. On Sunday, we have Aston Villa against West Ham United. We have Wolverhampton Wanderers against Newcastle. Those games are about 2 p.m. on Sunday. And finally, to wrap up, we have Nottingham Forest hosting Tottenham Hotspur by 4.30 p.m. on Sunday. In the middle of the week, because we would not be here by then, or we would be here on, in fact, we would be here on Wednesday. We should be out, we should both game weeks together. So let's, let's get into it. Crystal Palace against Brentford, Fulham against Brighton, Southampton against Chelsea. It's, it's looking like a lot of tricky fixtures for Chelsea, and they need to be very careful. Leeds United against Everton. On Wednesday, we have Arsenal against Aston Villa, Bournemouth against Wolverhampton Wanderers, Man City against Nottingham Forest, West Ham United against Tottenham Hotspur. That is one game I like to see. We have Liverpool against Newcastle to, to wrap up the month. Then on Happy New Month Day, it's going to be Leicester City against Manchester United. Now, gentlemen, we have two games to talk about. Let's let's see how we can rush them. The very first one to look at is Southampton against Manchester United. Let me. You guys are happy at the moment, so let me let me let you have your fun. Follow me. Where do we stand? Uh, United to score at least three goals. At least three. Yes, yes, at least three. That, that, that's a very bold call. Very, very bold, if you ask me. And of course, when we score three, we win. You cannot score three and drop points. You cannot score three. Manchester City, Manchester City scored three and only end the point. If we score two, self, we will win. We are not like some clubs in Messi side that will score two and still lose and still not come home with a win. Anything no that problem. makes us score two, we have won. No problem. Your mouth goes sour. Let me talk. Chelsea against Leicester City. This one, this one, I want to. In fact, I want to have diverse opinion. Let's let's see where we can start from because. Like I mentioned, Chelsea, we can see that they are not exactly in the best of forms. Leicester City, on the other hand, also not enjoying life. So, what exactly is the problem? Leicester, one point, Chelsea, four points. After three games played. I mean, it's too early to judge, but at the same time, you know these teams normally are the ones to champion the race for top four, top six, top one, well, European sport generally. So, now that the both of them are not exactly doing that, what exactly is going on? And in fact, let me just bring it down to this. Gerald, let me let me put this one to you. Chelsea against Leicester. Where exactly do you think we should swing? Um, okay, before I answer your question, um, I would like to address something. You know, Pelumi is really excited. He's <laughs> happy. He should be, he should be like every other United fan. But I would say that United fans should be very careful because they won against the Liverpool side that are struggling, and um they might think they might arrive. Them when everybody sleeps again, we will be here Gerald. for the banter. Let me make my point. Gerald, make Gerald, my point. can I say something? Hold on before you say anything. 
the only time you are permitted to advise Manchester United is when you have a win in the league this season. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. See, see. Let me, let me make my point because by the end of this game week four, I'll, I'll tell you I told you so. Mm. Um, if you watched Southampton this so, season, so you're, first you're, game, you're, already, you're already predicting a Southampton win or draw. Is that what you're saying? I think yeah, yeah. I'm making the bold call. United will win that game. Going by Get Southampton home. Let me quickly point it out to you that um, you know you have Fabinho in your midfield. You know who we just got? We just got Casemiro who benches Fabinho in the Brazilian national team. So quite to... all right. I, I, I know of Casemiro's quality, one of the best in the game. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is United have a, a long-term problem. Quiz will not change overnight. See, mm. you want against a Liverpool side who are struggling currently. Trust me, if you go into that game against Southampton, feeling that you're going to be a walk in the park, it won't be funny. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Let's talk about Chelsea and Leicester City. Where exactly do you stand? What's going to happen? <laughs> okay, okay. First off, let me look at um, let, um, Chelsea's last game against Leeds. Um, mm. I also was surprised. I was shocked. By the result, because I was expecting Chelsea to win Leeds convincingly, honestly. I predicted Chelsea to win 3-1. I was dazed. I expected a, a three new win in favor of Chelsea. And um things didn't go according to plan. And um I would say I blame the coach of Chelsea partly for their defeat because. He 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 got his team selection wrong to an extent. Quite all right, he was missing Ngulokante in the midfield, and um, mm. Gallagher couldn't step up. But there's a mistake he keeps making, which I feel he has to address. That against Tottenham, he played with James as part of a back three. You get, mm. and if you notice in the second half of the game, he brought mm. on that Liqueta and push with James back to his natural wing, wing back position. Mm. And when he made that change, we saw the results. James went forward and got a goal. That now, was against Leeds, Yeah, against Tottenham. Against Leeds, I thought he would have learned from his mistake and played James in his natural position. James is an exciting wing back, explosive. When he's playing at the wing back, he gets assist, goals, you get. Mm. Play him at the back, as part of a back three, limits his abilities. I mean, we saw Loftus Cheek in that position, he was not effective. And now they're coming up against yeah. a Leicester side who are desperate for results. They are yet to win a game, if I'm not mistaken. And um, yeah. is that just the point. They are not straight for results. They will come all out against Chelsea. And Chelsea need the result to, to show that what happened against Leeds was just, was just a fluke. Um, if I'm to predict the game, I would say it would be, it's going to be an entertaining fixture. I expect goals. I expect goals. One of those games where you will see up to five goals, six goal thriller. thriller. And um, I think Chelsea have enough enough to, to sell the game. Maybe a 3-2 win in favour of Chelsea. That has seat. Considering that Leicester's defence is very, very weak and porous. 
you let him go, sir. My 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 it's theory okay. of Chelsea just 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 to wrap up this. My own theory of Chelsea is that they have issues creating chances. But I all that today. So let's just let's just move on to the next one. City against okay. Crystal Palace. I would let our newcomer slide in on this one. Damala, how are you feeling today? Damala, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I'm I, can you hear me? It's loud and clear. Good. Yeah, I'm very. Yeah, I'm very good. I keep it. I was doing something. It's all good. It's all good. City against Palace. Let's go. Oh, City against Palace. Well, we what we've seen this season so far is an entertaining Patrick Vieira side. You know, they've shown, especially uh, Wilfred Zaha, he has shown, uh, well, this is what we've been expecting of Wilfred Zaha since the season's past. Sometimes it turns up, sometimes it doesn't do as much as supposed to do. But since the beginning of the season, I think we've seen a rejuvenated Wilfred Zaha. And uh, City's defence has been, I don't know what happened to City's defence, I don't know. Uh, Newcastle was able to get three goals past the, the City defence that we've, uh, you know, everybody trusted. Um, so I am backing uh, Crystal Palace to get a goal, but City for the win. You know, the normal Pep Guardiola. You know, I said it last week. Um, you were saying Newcastle. Uh, I said yeah. Newcastle <laughs> drop drops points. Normal, they drop points to some mid-table teams once in a while. But I don't see that happening against Crystal Palace. They're going to deal with Crystal Palace. Uh, Arsenal against Fulham. Why? Why? Normally, I would have said straight up we should write over. We should run over this game because, of course, on paper we expect Arsenal to win. But here exactly is where my concern comes in. Richard, are you with me? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Good. I, I'm putting this one to you. Arsenal are the only team with the perfect record right now. At some point, we don't expect them to run away the whole season, getting 114 points, which means 38 wins from 38. They are the only team right now that everybody, and I mean everybody, is with, waiting for them to just fall down. Do you think West Ham pulls that threat, considering how they are playing? West Ham. Fulham, rather, pardon. Well, um, it's no surprise that these Arsenal boys are actually playing good football and getting the wins. And we've seen Fulham, Fulham have only they failed to win two games, and it's because they they, they didn't end the matches well. The game against Liverpool, they could have easily gone ahead with that with the win. And the last, the second game. Where Mitrovic against Wolverhampton penalty, where, yeah, against Wolves. I missed the penalty. So, yes, Fulham has been giving exactly the same energy as Arsenal. So it's going to be an entertaining game. No, it's not certain that Arsenal will get a win, but it's sure that goals will there will be goals galore in the match, and it just depends on how many, how well the Brazilian Gabriel's connects. That that would go a long way, depend um, determining how Arsenal plays in that game. Fair, fair enough. Then. We, we, let's 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 move over the others. Aston Villa against West Ham United. Villa also themselves have not been hundred percent this season. They've slaughtered at some point. They've they've won. I mean, you look at their three games this season. There's been two losses and just one win. That win was against Everton. You look at West Ham on the other hand, which means so that that indicates to you. Let me the Aston Villa side indicates that they are dwindling when it comes to form. You look at the West Ham side. They are the only team. Yet to pick up a point this season. This is the West Ham side that everybody from what from their accomplishments last season. We expect them to come into this season and maybe want to better it or at least match 
that kind of that kind of that kind of um that kind of feat. So now you look at this. West Ham have not picked up a point. Aston Villa are dwindling in form. West Ham desperately. I mean, you look at the kind of signings they've brought. Adam Corney, there has been um Silo Carrera and the like. Gerald Bowen is still there. They don't. They did not exactly say goodbye to that. Aside from McNoble and maybe I'm not sure. I can't remember. I can't pick up any name as well that has left. That has, that has left the um the London stadium. That is exactly somebody that's going to be missed. Let that. The starting level still looks the same. What is going on? And do you? And in fact, do we think they can turn it around against Aston Villa? Follow me. Uh, for this for this game, I I, I saw I saw the Aston Villa game against uh, uh what you call it, Crystal Palace. Yeah. Aston Villa. You know, like I've always said, like I've always said, I'm of the opinion that Steven Gerrard is not a good manager. And that Aston Villa will underwhelm under him. So when they got the first goal against uh, Crystal Palace, I was surprised. I expected them to to hold on, you know. But then the next thing, Crystal Palace turned it on the three-one. It ended, as we all know. In this game against West Ham, West Ham will pick up their first points of the season against Aston Villa. Either a win or a draw. I'm not entirely sure. But I know that West Ham will pick up points against Aston. Aston Villa are not that team at all. They are not the team to stop. They are not the team to stop, uh, stop uh, West Ham. Aston Villa are not the team to stop West Ham. Wolverhampton Wanderers against Newcastle. As much as I don't want to dive into this game, I am. Let me let me personally take this one. As much as you want to say these two teams are maybe on level terms when it comes to like pedigree and all that, especially with form and all that in recent times. At the same time, you can't help but think Newcastle might just make a score away because you look at them this is Newcastle are yet to lose a game. Five points, three win, one win, and two draws. Quite impressive, actually. And I mean, coming off the back of such an highly, such a highly spirited performance against Manchester City, I just, I don't know, but I don't know if anybody would agree with me on this one. In fact, let me ask you, Damola, a yes or no? Do you agree with Newcastle, Newcastle beat Wolves? And I mean beat, not even draw. Yeah, or Newcastle, Newcastle, Newcastle are going to get a win from the game because the, new, the the Wolves forward, I don't know what's wrong with them. They have a lot of talent in the midfield area. They have a lot of talent. They have a lot of creative midfielders, but they don't have a finisher. And when you don't have a finisher in your game, you, you lack goals. And new, Newcastle, as we've seen, they, they have creatives on the wings. They have finishers on the wings. They have uh, midfielders that can pass as well. So I'm seeing a Newcastle win, actually. Now, 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 uh, Richard, this one is quite interesting. It's personal to me, but I want you to have it. Can Nottingham Forest stop Harry Kane, Hume Minson, Richarlison, Dejan Kulusevsky? All these names can can you can Nottingham Forest actually stop these guys? Um, Tottenham haven't been that impressive despite their summer acquisitions and the quality they said they have in their team. So, I see um, Nottingham Forest giving them a whole lot of problem, but Tottenham will still come out on top because I feel Conte, Conte, Conte has this winning mentality that I, I think he has infused into Tottenham. And I think since the turn of 2022, only um, Hurricane has more goals than Son and Kulusevsky. Uh, Kulusevsky I got the pronunciation well. So, yeah. they have the firepower to take down Nottingham Forest. But for my FPL sake, I hope they don't score too many goals. Right, for, my, <laughs> for, my, for my FPL sake, I need Arigan to score a hat-trick. So, <laughs> so we, are, we are on different sides of the wall. 
Now let's move to the second the second game week in this compact in this compacted game week. It's the first time we're having midweek fixtures this season, and of course the Premier League is giving us what we like. Let's let's leave it at that. The games that select the selected few that actually need to be spoken about. Let's start with Southampton against. Adam, this is another yes. Who are Liverpool playing at the weekend? You didn't you didn't seem to talk about the Liverpool game. It's interesting. I was coming to that. He completely neglected Liverpool. I mean, are we that bad? Sorry, pardon me. Um, oh, sorry, Liverpool against Bournemouth. Come on, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's an open and shut case now. Who's Bournemouth? At yeah. Yes, it's Bournemouth at Anfield. It's, it's, it's not yes. exactly much. It's not much of a game. If you ask me, it's an open and shut. Well, game. it's not much of a game. Liverpool are going to draw or lose a game as they've always done. Are you Hello? kidding me? Hello, hello. <laughs> See, actually, I, I am seeing a win. I'm seeing a win for Liverpool because you know, the, the club is they are, they are they going to, to they are going to they are, I don't know. It's, it's going to vent their hunger on Bournemouth because uh, the I don't know. Liverpool have, have not been that side this season at all. At all, they are, they have not been the I, the, the same Liverpool team that keeps it from last season. But it's Bournemouth. Bournemouth are facing yeah, two top I know that. It, it City was... and Bournemouth. City, City and Arsenal. City and, and Arsenal, and they've lost. Exactly. Yeah, no so, why should Liverpool be any different? As a Liverpool fan, if there's mm. any game Liverpool need to win, it has to be Bournemouth at Anfield. I mean, we have to start our season as soon as possible. We sit mm. comfortably 16th on the log. Yeah, it's a really good. I like what you said comfortably. I like the word comfortably. Feels like home, you know. It, it doesn't feel like home. It's a strange place to be, but we find ourselves there. But I feel we have to start getting results now. Mm. We cannot afford to be to be behind City, you know, with quite a lot of margin. We have to keep up the gap, and I feel we have to get a result, not just a result. It has to be a convincing win. Yeah, you con- need to make a statement. Exactly, that statement in front of the Anfield faithfuls that hey, this is still Liverpool, we still have it in us. Mm. I mean, we're going to be here for all of it. Luckily, Darwin Nunez, I think, is not going to be available. Let's let's, let's just see how Liverpool can do it. Let's see what Liverpool can do away from that one. Southampton against Chelsea, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Let's keep it orderly, please. Please, thank you. Southampton against Chelsea. Here, here we come again. Southampton right now have the upper hand, and I'm looking at three games, but this is going to be game with five. Let's 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 see. Do you think maybe a change in fortune for Chelsea could be on the card, Richard? Um, well, we are not okay. They haven't played their game in four yet, so we don't know if their fortunes are getting a turn or both. Like we said before, they don't have the creativity. They don't have the firepower, they don't have what is needed to win games in their attack. They might have a good defense that might be rugged and have security and insurance, but they don't what? have that firepower. The, the security at the moment is suspended, just to put it out there. Richard, he yeah. said security. The same security that left his, his post and went to buy bread and beans no, against no. Leeds. It's a pity you cannot see me. I quoted it. I quoted the security. This, this, this United fan, take it easy. Take it easy. See, I, I told you, you, let them enjoy. 
I understand what a victory against Liverpool means to you. It's like you've won the Champions League. I get it. Enjoy it while it lasts. Hello, 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 hello. Just calm your if you, if you can calm your balls. I won against you in the preseason. You were shouting. You just petitioning. You just petitioning. You just petitioning. Now we, I need in the league again. I need in the league again, and you are all I can see is your tears. All I can see is your tears. Just relax. You are not that team anymore. At all. <laughs> prediction before we came on this recording, but we'll, we'll leave that for off air, for off air talk. Let's, let's, let's look away from that one. Actually, we have hounded you, and I'm happy you are hounded. I remember saying the word so you people can have a go at him, but you people said no, you'll be orderly. But here we are. Not doing the exact opposite of orderly. I'm going oh, now. No, when, when, when they, when they bang average, I'm orderly. I mean, when you talk of rivals in England, it's Liverpool. Aye, aye. So, all right, let's 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 move away from Chelsea and 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 Southampton. Other games we played in the game week, like I mentioned earlier: Palace against Brentford, Fulham against Brighton, Leeds against Everton, Arsenal against Villa. I'm I'm also giving it an open and shut case of Arsenal win, personally. But of course. At some point, we'll expect Arsenal to slip up, but I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly going to be the say of doom. Bournemouth against Wolves, City against Nottingham Forest. Wow, it's, it's looking good for Eden Haaland. If he gets, if, if Pep does not start relating, does not start switching up the side soon, it's looking good for Eden Haaland to score points. If you are, if you are, if you are only exactly. And then now, now this one I want to talk about. This is a London derby. West Ham against Tottenham Hotspur. We've seen in recent times, for example, a late Manuel Lanzini go salvaging a point for West Ham at Tottenham Hotel at, at Tottenham at Tottenham's expense. Very beautiful game that one. I have to, I have to remember. Also last season we saw Tottenham just walk over them three goals to nothing. I captain Son in that game. I can never forget. Son scored I think two goals and gave one assist. So I have fun. You you look away from that one. The, the point is this game has given ups and downs to to both sides in recent times. So. Looking at it from the point of Tottenham at second, West Ham at bottom of the league. I know, yes, there is a game we fall between, this, between now and this particular game. But where do we stand? Well, let me, West Ham against Tottenham. Uh, Tottenham to, to take it because I feel like, you know, Conte is drilling in one kind of spirit into that Tottenham team that even when they don't play well, like against Wolves, they will still find a way to win. They will still just... I don't expect Tottenham to score so much goals this season, but then, you know, they will just keep seeing... Grinding out the results. Getting the results. Now, now let's talk about... The final two games of the game of the game are actually two to talk about. Of that game, of game five, are actually two games we actually have to talk about. Liverpool against Castle, and then on the day of the new month, it's Leicester against United. But let's start with Liverpool Castle. Why this game is worth talking about is because of the kind of form that Newcastle have brought into the season. Yeah. Now it's worth talking about. So, so now let's let's put that into consideration. Liverpool need to also step up. The the the, the word the word I'm looking for the desperation, the desperation of Liverpool to step up, and the 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 the, the for Newcastle to keep up this form. Which one would outweigh which? Gerard, you are the Liverpool fan. Let's go. Wow. Well, see, the game against Newcastle, I'm concerned for Liverpool because when you look at um, that Newcastle side, Eddie Howe has come in and he has done a very great job with that team. They look well organised. I mean, against City, we saw how confident they were on the ball. 
they came out to express themselves. Not a lot of teams have that confidence against the city side. Sorry, and when sorry, you go back, who is the wing back? Who is the wing? Oh? oh my goodness. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's gonna be an interesting face of between Arnold and say Maxim. Even though we know who will come out tops. I mean we saw what happened to Arnold please, against United. Please, please, please speak really who will come out top. <laughs> we all know who will come out tops. I mean, we need to hear. We saw need to hear. Who will come out tops? Um, it's a pity I have to say this, but we all know Sir Maxima is going to deal with Arnold on the night. Like it's going to be a, a very, very turbid night for Arnold. I mean, no jokes. He's going to walk his socks off that night against Sir Maxima. I mean, as good as City defense we are. He ran that defense ragged. He he disturbed. He he was the havoc to that city defense. I mean, they were struggling to contain Semaximine. On his day, he can be he can be one of the best players on the field when he wants to play football. Even though I have issues with his final balls, but when it comes to mm. handling defenders, he he's quite good. And it's gonna be a tough game for Liverpool. When you look at the form of both sides. Revolution has started, so it's going to be a walk in the park for Manchester United as long as we have our players' feet and we don't play Ari Maguire. That's your captain. Yeah, it can be your own too if you want him. That 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 was that was my captain actually. Ten argument. If you want him, you can take him. Some, some respect to your captain, yeah. lady. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's it's been fun riding with you people. I've had I've had a very very wonderful time. Twenty games we've broken Adam. down. Ladies, ladies, if I make that thirty, Adam, <laughs> yes, Adam. When you say when you say ladies and gentlemen, that means you are, you are calling the likes of Damola. No, it's not about Liverpool. I am. No, not Liverpool. I am. right now. So all of you. So. All of you that recording this with me, all of you are thugs. All of you are thugs. <laughs> all of you recording this with me, all of you are thugs. I am referring so, to our listeners, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Let me quickly say this. I would, you know, I would love to have Gerald more. You know, I really enjoy the fact that we're able to hound him. That's that's such a god. That's that's I pleasurable. Would, I would, I would, I would not be bringing. I would, I would bring. I like the concept of having a guest. So let's 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 work on this. Maybe you have some other some other fans from other from other clubs that we can actually talk to. Maybe in fact, in fact, so we'll try as much as we can. Maybe when in fact, in fact, ladies and gentlemen, we'll come with our surprises when the time is right. Thank you very much for listening to Petra Soccer. It was a deal. I enjoyed I enjoyed it. Quite, quite my pleasure. Thank you very much for coming, Gerald. <laughs> Thanks, All right, bye-bye, guys. We'll, we'll, we'll see you on the next episode.